On this episode of the Preferable Podcast, Season 3, Episode 21, You Matter. Activate your gifts to maximize your potential. Veronica Mitchell, a.k.a. The Vivi Show, will share how she is using her talents, such as drum playing and praise dancing, to minister to the brokenhearted and is using her talent of acting and comedy to put a smile on faces. Then, five young, inspiring voices, Taylor Royster, Ramaya Carter, Melena Ammons, Raheem Brizendon, and Alawain Wilson would join me in a discussion to talk about some of the challenges that young people face and how we are equipped to evolve as young leaders. All this and more on this episode of the Preferable Podcast. I am Jaden Watkins, your host and executive producer. Thank you for tuning in to the Referable Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 21, You Matter. Activate your gifts to maximize your potential. Please take this time to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on, such as Spotify, iTunes, Audible, or iHeartRadio. If you are watching this episode on my YouTube channel, please like this video and share it with someone so that they can be encouraged. We all have gifts and talents. Your talents and gifts are not worthless. They are actually priceless. We cannot put a price tag or a limitation on our God-given talents and gifts. We must actively and purposefully use our talents and gifts so that we can maximize our potential. An example of a way to maximize your potential is having determination and inner empowerment as a long-term trait and not a short-term focus point. And even if it may seem like doors are not being opened for you, or in other words, opportunities are not being offered to you, you must learn how to create that opportunity yourself, possibly through research or by trying new things until you find the one that best suits you. Activating your talents and gifts are not always easy, but it's worth it because it will allow you to reach your potential. You will also be able to receive blessings that you would not have received if you refuse to not activate your God-given talents and gifts. No matter what happens, no matter the mistakes you have made or will make on your way to success, you will forever be loved by your creator and you will forever matter. My first guest is someone that I know very well and have had the honor and pleasure to work with on multiple projects. Her name is Veronica Mitchell, but goes by The Vivi Show. At an early age, Veronica is using her talents such as drum playing and praise dancing to minister to the brokenhearted and is using her talent of acting and comedy to put a smile on faces. Her videos have reached millions through between TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Some of her recent videos have been shared by people such as Steve Harvey in the shade room. Being noticed by people all over the world, she has plans to relocate to LA for a Disney opportunity that has been presented to her. Veronica, most importantly, is a young girl who loves God and is never afraid to share and spread the love of Jesus Christ 
wherever she goes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me to extend a huge warm welcome to Veronica, aka The Vivi Show, as she joins us at this time. Hello, Veronica. How are you doing on today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank All right. You. So. For those who don't know, myself and Veronica have done four stage plays together. The first one was yes. in, hold on, just, you know, got to register in my mind, praise the Lord. Uh, back in 2021 with Miss Connie Raglett entitled Too Young to Be Saved, The Next Generation. So shout out to Miss Connie, praise the Lord. Uh, yes. We have done uh, an outdoor event, a college event and other things and the recent project was two months ago it was a stage play yeah. that i had the honor to write and be the assistant director of entitled the residue of unforgiveness now one of my jobs was telling vivi what to do oh what an interesting <laughs> what an interesting job all right so vivi how was it like working on those projects it was very fun because it was fun because I got to uh, like meet new people that I haven't met and like got to like talk with them and you know finally learn like who they were and then it was like it was awesome to be in the stage place because most of the stage yeah most of the stage place most of the stage place I've been in was like about God and how like I'm talking about God or had some praying in it and I love that. That's great. And you have many talents and gifts. And there's some people out there who don't believe they have talents and gifts. But through our talents and gifts, we can make the world a better place. How do you yeah. think you can make the world a better place? Um, I think I can make the world a better place by if everyone just pushes through uh, and follow their passion and trust in God because he'll lead you through the right direction. He'll open up these doors for you that you won't even know that he's going to open and just keep going because like, and like never stop. Cause if you stop, you know, you're not going to get anywhere or some people like want to do this, but never do it. So just do it. That's all I have to just, just do it. Uh, just do it. Take a leap of faith and just yeah. do it. Um, I'm going to paraphrase a Bible verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Recently, yeah. you have risen to stardom through your viral videos that have been shared by people such as Steve Harvey and the Shade Room. How does it feel to get all of that attention? <laughs> It is really a blessing because I was so happy when I seen that I was in the shade room and I got shared by like Steve Harvey and like when I first made that video, you know, like when I first made my few videos, like when I first started the Vivi show, it was going nowhere. I got like two views, one like and zero shares. But now the more that I put consistency into it and the more I just trust in God, it's just been going crazy now and he's taking me places and I am I'm ready. Um I'm ready to do it and I was just so excited when I seen it and yeah, it's really a blessing. It's really a blessing. I like something you said though. You said something key. You said consistency. Consistency is yeah. so important and we must remember to never give up despite the challenges 
despite the obstacles. This episode is entitled, You Matter, Your Gifts Matter, Your Talents Matter, Your Dreams Matter, Your Visions Matter, Your Ideas Matter. And in this case, we must remember to always stand strong and be courageous, no matter the obstacles, because when we stay consistent, when we stay faithful, God is going to reward our faithfulness. I'm going to paraphrase another Bible verse that just came to mind. When you are faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many things. So even though you may have something small now to the listeners, it can grow into something big because that small idea or that small dream can catapult you to places that you never dreamed of. So. That's wonderful. Vivi, what inspired you to start making videos that make people laugh and put a smile on people's faces? Um, That's really what like made me want to like keep going with my videos is because I've seen a lot of people upset or not happy or mad. And I just want them to scroll past one of my videos and just make their whole day because it really makes my heart smile and I just love to see people happy I never like to see them upset and or angry or mad because I just want them to be happy and just live a good life and just you know be calm collective and that's all I want for, that's all I wanted to see from people and every time I see it and people come to me in the store like with a smile on their face saying oh my god I see your videos, your videos so are hilarious and they make me smile. It makes me smile and I just love that. Beautiful. And with so many things going on in today's world, we sometimes forget to just live, laugh, love, and smile. And through your videos, by watching them, sometimes we are able to do it. How does it feel to you for people to find so much joy and laughter? and videos that you find joy in making um it feels amazing because as i said i love to see people laugh and smile and i love to see people have joy and um you know just <sighs> laughing is good itself as god said you know laughing is good itself so you know uh, i really like that and i love when people are spreading joy and spreading like excitement and also showing it to other people to make them happy. I love that. Wow. And laughter is another form of medicine and can brighten someone's day. Yeah. Even though sometimes we may have days when uh, we want to throw in the towel and we want to give up, we must always remember to keep on smiling because the vibes that you sometimes have in a certain location it's going to bounce off and spread to other people in that same location so that's why it's so important mm -hmm. to laugh to smile and to most of all just live speaking of just mm -hmm. living um where do you get your ideas for your videos that mimics people's lives um the ideas for my videos, most of my parents send them to me like uh, I have a uh, TikTok account and I don't do it. I don't have my TikTok account off the Metro Family Empire TikTok account. They send videos from there to me from my TikTok account and um, I just see them. They're like I have like a schedule. So every Monday I do 10 videos or more. And, you know, so, yeah. And. Yeah, so my mom and dad sent me videos, and, and like with the 
characters that I have, they also like come up with the skits that I should do. Do you ever get tired of making your videos? If so, what do you do? Because you said 10 videos almost every Monday. Yes. Um, I do get tired sometimes. I do. I normally, like, if I'm ever, like, playing with my sister and they're like, okay, it's time to do videos, I don't want to stop playing with my sister because, you know, I just want to have fun with my sister and, you know, have fun with family and... Um, but I just think of it not as work because, you know, like, I used to think of it, like, as work or how oh, I do this now. But now, you know, I just can't think of it as work. And I tell myself, even if I still feel, like, sad that I got to do my videos, I just tell myself, girl, you better get yourself up and go do the videos because the longer you take to do them, the more you can't go back home to play with your sister. So just go ahead and get it over with. So I just tell myself that. Good, good, good. What encouraging message would you like to send to other young boys or girls or even adults that doesn't believe they have gifts or talents from God? Um, I will say just uh, as me and my sister tell each other, just keep the faith. Like, just keep the faith and trust in God and just follow your passion as well because whatever God has planned for you to do, don't say no. Say yes because that's what he did to, for me. I thought that maybe I was going to be an artist just like my sister, but he said, no, this is what I have called you for, so do it. And I did it because if I said no, it's going to take a real left turn so you know just follow god and follow your passion and whatever you want to do just do it and don't give up just do it and don't give up you have mentioned your sister danielle several of times can you talk about her for a minute and shout her out and her yeah. business Yes, I will. Um, Danielle is a model. She's also getting into acting. Um, and she also dances with me. She definitely is so great at art and she tutors kids. She even tutors me like sometimes when I'm out and I have to like leave early at school sometimes. She'll be like, all right, put that phone down and come do this multiplication or come do this these decimals because that's what you need to work on, you know. And so she you knows she'll help me with that. And I love my big sister so much because I really look up to her and a lot of people should definitely go to my sister to need if they need tutor because every single kid that my sister has tutored has passed in the next grade and it has really helped them on their test and it helped me on my test and so I really love her. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know, your mother, well, you are too small to remember, but your mother uh, preached a sermon probably about, I wanna say four or five years ago and I was there and it's a sermon that I will never forget. And the sermon was entitled Beware. And basically, it was saying, beware of a person who has talents and gifts and are anointed by God. Beware because they're going to do something great. Beware because they are evolving as a young leader. So you reminded me of that message that she gave and called entitled Beware. Um, and the analogy yeah. that she gave... I still won't forget it. <laughs> it was a, she said it's a fence. And she said that um, mm -hmm. when a dog is in the fence, don't go in the fence because the sign says, beware, there is a dog. 
So in this case, we're telling the devil and any other negative thing that is trying to hold us back, such as chains, to beware because they are about to break. Because fear will not hold us bound. Joy is going to unleash because we know that our talents and gifts matter. Hallelujah. I'm about to have church all about yeah. <laughs> okay okay so uh i gotta ask you these other questions that i have you see how god will start to move in something sorry i'm about to start shouting yes indeed praise the lord beware Hallelujah. <laughs> all right so when people think about you what do you want them to think about what do you want to be known as um, I want to be known as a person that has a great character, a person that they can look up to me and I can look up to them. And a per uh, I want to be also known as like a kind, sweethearted person and a person that will tell you right from wrong. And, you know, a person that loves God because I definitely do. And, yeah, I just want to be known as a good person that God has put me in this world for just to spread the love, not the hate. And so, you know... I definitely want to be known as a good person. So every time I see me, oh, this is the one that uh, told me not to do this and do that. And now I'm here and I'm in a good place now. And she helped me. And she um, told me to go to my sister for tutoring. And I did. And she helped me. And, you know, I just want to be known as a good person. A good person. A good person. That's wonderful. Do you have any upcoming projects or anything else that you would like to share? Uh, yes, I had just filmed Diary. Uh, it, it's like a series and it's Diary of a Cool Kid. And it will definitely be on, what, CW22. Um, so you def definitely go watch that. It will, um, what, shoot in September? Yes, and so it will go out in September. So definitely be watching CW22 so you can see that. Yes, indeed. And how can the listeners stay in contact with you or possibly follow you on social media? You can follow me at the BB Show on all social media platforms except TikTok. If you see a TikTok account that says the BB Show, it is not me. My TikTok account is the, not the, but just Mitchell Family Empire. And it's like um, a TikTok account with like me, my sister, my mom, my dad, and like showing all of our talents. Wonderful, wonderful. Please make sure that you all go follow Vivi on all social media platforms. Once again, thank you for being a guest on this episode. Thank you. All right, this episode is nowhere near over. Coming up is an amazing panel discussion that will feature inspiring young people with inspiring words to share. You don't want to miss this coming up right after the short commercial break. I believe that my purpose in life is to inspire others to live according to the reason why they were created and motivate them to activate their God-given gifts to maximize their potential. To book myself, Jaden Watkins, to speak at events such as conferences, community engagements, schools, camps, or to preach at your church or youth revival, email iamjadenwatkins at gmail.com or visit jadenwatkins.com and fill out the booking form. I look forward to your invitation. Thank you for your support.
The first arising leader that I would like to introduce to you that will be a part of this episode's panel discussion is Taylor Royster. Taylor Royster is a gifted 18-year-old who recently graduated from Henderson Collegiate High School in North Carolina. She grew up in the church along with her six-sibling blended family and two father figures in her life who are pastors. Later this year, she will be attending Santa Fe College in Gainesville, Florida on a full ride scholarship. She said, quote unquote, that I can sing a little bit and play the keyboard a little bit. Please welcome Taylor Royster at this time. Thank you, Taylor, for agreeing to be a panelist. Thank you. Up next is Ramaya Carter. Ramaya Carter is a recent graduate of Henderson Collegiate High School, and she plans to attend North Carolina Central University, majoring in early childhood education and minoring in business administration. In her spare time, she enjoys singing in church and styling hair as a side hustle. Thank you, Ramaya, for agreeing to be a panelist. Thank you for having me, Jaden. The next arising leader that I would like to introduce to you that will be a part of this episode's panel discussion is Malena Evans. Malena Anna Marie Evans is a 18-year-old residing in Collins, Georgia. She recently graduated from Tatnall County High School. She is now embarking on her new journey of being a full-time nanny. Her hobbies include spending time with quote-unquote little humans, <laughs> being a part of her women's league golf team, spending time with family and friends, loving all things outdoor, writing her heart out on her Christian blog, and being a part of her church family. Within the past two years, she is proud of starting her Christian blog, having the opportunity to represent her class as class president, and so much more, but most of all, growing and maturing in Christ in ways she could have never imagined. Please welcome Melena Emmons at this time. Thank you, Melena, for agreeing to be a panelist. Thank you. Joining us now is Raheem Brezendine. Raheem Brezendine is a college basketball player at Central Christian College of the Bible. He is also a content creator and motivational speaker. In his free time, he loves to cook, help others by giving back, and encouraging people to get closer to Christ. Himself and his wife have founded a ministry called His and Hers. Raheem and his wife hold Bible studies for people everywhere and host a Christian group chat. Thank you, Raheem, for being a guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. Just appreciate being here. Last but certainly not least, this young leader's name is Alan Wayne Wilson. Alan Wilson is a 17-year-old rising college freshman at Preston University, hoping to study either civil and environmental or chemical engineering. Alan was born in Jamaica, but have lived in North Carolina for the past six years. He recently graduated from Henderson Collegiate High School, where he played on the varsity soccer team for two years. During high school, himself along with five others helped to found the school's first key club, a club dedicated to creating leaders through service whose parent organization is the Kiwanis Club. 
Currently, his hobbies are playing soccer, chess, and reading, but he'd also like to get into other sports, such as archery, swimming, and climbing. Thank you, Alloway Wilson, for being a guest. It's great to be here. Thank you. Every panelist on this episode is between 15 to 24 years old. Now that everyone is here and has been introduced, let us begin. My first question is, what are some of the challenges you all have faced as young Christians and how did you all triumph over those challenges? Um, I guess I'll go first. So uh, one of the most common challenges we have is like dealing with the stereotypes of what comes with being a Christian at a young age. Like, you know, we're always called out for like, you know, stuff like, oh, you're the church girl or you're the preacher's kid or you're not supposed to do that. Like we're, we have like, we're watched a lot and very closely by everyone. And so the biggest challenge would be doing the right things even when it's not adults around. The biggest challenge, yeah, that would be for me because it's always someone watching, someone ready there, somebody always there ready to critique you because they know, oh, you're a Christian. I was there not to do this, and you know, stuff like that. Whoever would like to jump in next? Um, yeah, kind of to piggyback on what she said, it's just kind of like as soon as you come out and openly openly proclaim your faith, it's like that everybody has is looking at you through a microscope and trying to see every single little mistake that you're making. And it's like, we're going to slip up, we're going to make mistakes, we're, we're not perfect, you know, we're going to sin and do other things like that. But it's like living and trying to navigate like we're still learning nobody has everything figured out yet and it's like i feel what she's saying i feel like that's kind of like really is the biggest thing it's kind of just like having that stereotype like oh you shouldn't mess up like this because you're a christian and you shouldn't act like this because you're a christian like i'm still human but i'm still striving for something bigger than myself so i just put that that's definitely one of the biggest challenges for sure anyone else so for me, it would be in high school. I was always labeled the good girl or the goody two-shoes. And in high school, that's really not a cool label at all. So um, for me, I decided to try the worldly life and try to sin and kind of blend in with everyone. But um, that did not work out for me. And sin is not fun. And it keeps you way longer than you want to stay. I just had to get rid of the labels. Mine was... Um, as Christians were labeled so easily as goody two shoes or um, the good girl or good boy. So. And when non-Christians start to think about young people, they sometimes start to have the stereotype of us being boring and stiff, but we like to have fun as well. We just try to make sure that we make smarter decisions to keep our lives aligned with the will of God. I want to start off with Ramaya. Why is it important to set boundaries and keep in mind that a lustful life is not something that we want to live, but we still want to have a fun life? Um. Yeah, I feel like, well, from personal experience, being that my father is a pastor and like um, being a Christian is kind of like all eyes on you in a sense. So it's like you really don't know like 
like first coming into it being a christian you know a church kid is what they like to call us you know it's like all eyes on you you can't do anything wrong you have to be in the church to the outside that's how they see it but i also like one thing about me like um with the youth at our church i like to make them know why you can still be in church and have fun as long as you set that line and i know i feel like the line can become blurred when it's like there's questions about how can you be in the world and in the church you can't be both in the world and in the church yes in a sense you have to make a choice but i still kind of feel like you know you can you you know your limit with things and you know you know your relationship with god at the end of the day all of that is dependent on your relationship with god whether or not you god is pleased with this god is not pleased with that so, so i feel like based off of your personal relationship with god and how you talk to him and how you you know meditate with him and all of that that's what should you know draw the line for your boundary because like i said all lives is on us church kids in a sense but that doesn't mean we can't have fun so yeah hmm. that's good that's good would anybody else like to add on to that point i think something else that's important to note about christians being considered boring and stiff is that we choose to follow the commandments because god loves us and we know that he has the best in mind for us like as god as our creator he's always going to know exactly how everything's going to work out so all the words in the bible they aren't just there to make us boring and outsiders they're there to make us the special outsiders the one who the ones who choose to follow the words that we know will lead us to the best quality of life so if we choose to follow those boundaries people might consider us boring and stiff but that's only in the things that we know will lead, will lead us down the wrong paths so if we choose to be boring and stiff in actuality we end up finding a truer version of happiness than anyone else can find by having worldly fun mm. i definitely agree with that oh go ahead no no you go ahead go ahead i definitely agree with what both of you all said because you know, the word says that we're in this world, but not of it. And then that about the commandments, like he said, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So back to what Maya was saying, like, we, we don't have to be these stiff-necked kids that don't know how to have fun because you have to know how to balance, you know, in a way. So, of course, I'm all for God, but I'm going to have fun, too. But it's like a boundary. You have to know what your limits are. Because something that they might get away with the moment I try it, I won't. And then you get the beats break off. The beats broken off of you. So, you know, it's definitely a balance. You have to like cause I, I done tried it. I didn't go lie, I done tried it to be in the world. And it doesn't fulfill you like Jesus does, you know? And yeah, that's I believe right there. <laughs> and to kinda add on to that. I figured out how much boundaries was important because, like I said, I was never really, like, I could never relate to, like, being, like, a preacher's kid. But I grew up in a church. My grandma was in a church and stuff like that. And I grew up in it, but I kind of just never really, I was just there, you know. I just went to the church events, but I was never really there. And then I was living in the world and doing things of that sort. And kind of like what Melena said, I don't know if I'm getting your name right, but I'm just right. Melena, what she said is just that you know sin can keep you longer than you want to be and i feel like it's so important to set those boundaries because that one time that you think like hey i can just do it one time i used to do it two years ago but let me do it this one more time and that one time could lead you in a downward spiral so you ain't opening your bible for six months and you just in the world for that long and you don't even and you just lose the track 
So that's why I feel like it's so important to know your triggers because everybody got different triggers. Everybody's wired differently. So just knowing your triggers and knowing what sets you over so you just straight stay away from those certain things so that you can just maintain to be on a straight and narrow path. Yes, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. And that reminds me of sometimes when you are in a relationship. In a relationship, you're not only learning about the other person, you're learning about yourself as well. You're learning more about your flaws. You're learning more about your weaknesses. And not only helping the person that you may be in a relationship with uh, mature and become stronger mentally, but you yourself becoming stronger mentally as well by highlighting your weaknesses and actually building upon them. Speaking of building on something, young or old, there may be someone who is broken, maybe due, due to a torn relationship with their parents or toxic relationship or even due to negative self-talk. What advice would you give them regarding building on brokenness to become healed? So, for me, I've never dealt with um, home issues like broken home or anything. But last year of February, I had a very bad breakup. And um, so I was young, but that's also, I mean, it was a heartbreak. So, whenever I think back to that, I think back to how I felt, and I was completely shattered. Like, um, I wrote letters to myself, it, it was a very rough time in my life. But if I had to give any young person advice about brokenness and healing is that everybody's healing is different. Um, some people take years, months, weeks, whatever, but everybody's healing is different. What caused my um, healing process to be a whole lot longer than it should have been was I compared my healing to everybody else's process and everybody's different. So like, for example, my sister, I feel like, she had a heartbreak, but hers healed a lot faster than mine did. So then I compared myself to her and um, it just, it didn't work out for me because I just kept um, looking at everybody else's situation and not focusing on mine. And then the only other thing I'd have to say about that is that Jesus is the only way I got through that. And um, whenever you're broken, there's always a reason that you're broken and there's something you're supposed to learn out of that season. So then also another piece of advice would be that you pray and ask God, what do you learn in this season? Because every season has a lesson and a broken season normally has a great lesson behind that. And to add on to that, I feel like, yeah, because when I went through my, man, when I went, just thinking about it, it's just crazy. But when I went through my season of just, trials and trials and it just seemed like it was never ending and I just felt like I was just drowning and so much stuff was happening and going on and stuff like that I would see I would go on TikTok social media and I would see how other people were healed and they would be talking about oh I just did this I said this prayer and I read this bible verse and hallelujah everything was great I felt nothing after that and I did those things trying to compare myself to other people and nothing changed and I didn't feel anything. So I thought something was wrong with me. And I thought that God didn't like me. And I'm just like, bro, like I messed up this bad to where I can't even do what that person did and be delivered from it. But I just had to learn that number one, like she said, everybody heals differently. Like I said, some people take months, years and other stuff like that. And I just need to take it day by day and allow God and allow the Holy Spirit to 
continuously transform me so that I can become the person that God has planned for me to become. Because if I busy, if I keep looking at somebody else, I can't see what's going on in my life. Just like when you're driving, if you're driving on the road, you can't just pay attention to the road. You got to look at the signs. You got to make sure that you don't miss your exits. You got to make sure that you doing every single thing, looking in your rearview mirrors, putting on your blink, all of that. So I just feel like that is just really important to just make sure that you're staying in your own lane and that you're just having that constant communication with God so that he can guide you and mold you so that you can keep going out of that brokenness. And I then that's that's oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you can go. To back that, whenever he just said that about keeping your eyes focused, that kind of reminded me of Peter because Peter couldn't take his eyes off of God or he was going to fall. And oftentimes that's what we do. We simply look back or look down and we're not focused on God. And that just creates our route to go a whole lot worse than what it really could have been. And then also um, for me, it was just recently that I had to learn that my joy was on the horizon and that I could see my joy. And you have to focus on what you want to become and not what you were or what you did or anything like that. Um, for me, I would say, because th the way I used to deal with stuff, I would just bury my feelings and not address them. So my advice would be to address those feelings, acknowledge how you feel, go to that person, talk to that parent, talk to that uncle, that cousin, whoever it may be, that friend. And, you know, sometimes you got to pray for boldness because I used to be scared to talk. So, you know, I had to start praying for boldness that I want to tell them how I feel. So I would say don't avoid those feelings. And also be open to forgive. You know, don't walk in unforgiveness. Even if that person ain't ready to receive it, you did it for yourself. So that would be how, that will be my stance on that. Forgive so that you can be forgiven. And all of what you all mentioned kind of piggybacked off of this idea of taking it one step at a time. That even in life, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be an easy path. But if you take it one step at a time and feel like you have know that you have a purpose, know your worth. But first, you must know your identity to even know your worth. So I want to ask all of the listeners, who are you? You may say, I'm so-and-so's child. I <laughs> am African-American or something like that. But who are you actually? And you are the only person that can define you. And when you define yourself, you can start to know your worth by being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, Alwyn, is there something you wanted to say? Uh, yes, to add on to Taylor's, Malena's, and Raheem's point, I think um, when you're broken, I think one of the worst things you could ever do is to try to figure it out yourself. You know, like if you're feeling the pain and then you think that there's no one who can help you, not even God, and you go wandering around trying to find the best way forward, but um, I think at the end of that all, you're just going to realize that God was the one you should have turned to first. And when you do turn to him, when you pray, you might not hear a voice in your head answering you. You might not even feel like God is actually there. But I think that's the time when you should be most aware of the different ways that God can speak to you. Because it's not like, it's not like we're Adam and Eve. It's not like God is going to literally walk beside us. But we just have to believe that he's there and look for the different ways that he speaks to us. You might hear a friend give you some advice, but then you tell them you don't want to hear that advice because you're waiting for God to talk to you, only to realize that that friend, the advice that they were giving you was from God. So I think 
the best thing you can do in that scenario is to listen for any way that God is trying to reach reach out to you. And then also I'm going to go back with Taylor and Taylor was talking about forgiveness and forgiveness and healing goes hand in hand. And uh, forgiveness was a big thing that I had to learn and being um, not forgiven someone is a cancer. It, it just takes over your whole body and it will kill you because it hurts you more than anybody else. So what I had to learn is that forgiveness is one of the main things for healing. And the only way you can forgive is through God. So there's that. Can each of you tell of a time when having faith helped you become victorious? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence <laughs> of things not seen. Man, my, I feel like faith is just the best way to represent my whole life story because, like, just coming from where I came from, like, literally, like, I know a lot of people say it started out at the bottom, but, like, me was ever, like, was at the bottom. Nothing was handed to me. Nothing was ever given to me. Had to work hard for every single thing. Not knowing that God was right there with me along all the steps of the way and just kind of thinking it back over the whole course of my life, just with me being able to go to college, get my associate's degree, and now still playing basketball and doing this ministry and stuff like that. If you would have told me I'd be in this position like five years ago, man, I would have told you crazy and you lying. But God is just having the faith and just trusting God. Even when I wasn't completely living my life for God, I still believed and I still knew that he would push, pull me through. But knowing how much he's done for me, I have no choice like but to live my life for him and try to do every single thing that I can to bring more people to his kingdom and glorify his kingdom while doing so. So I just truthfully feel like just the whole recap of my life is just having faith in God and him just putting me in every single position. So, um, just like, you know, a quick little testifying moment. Um, I recently, well, not recently, but you know, a couple months ago, I was going through a tough time where like, I was like really fighting, um, myself with trying to be like, you know, like at peace with myself because of like some things I was going through and like some things that, my actions put my family through and it was just you know as like a growing teenager you make mistakes but you learn from them and i just feel like my faith carried me through that because i had to learn myself through god and as you can see taylor's my really good friend with the help of taylor and my family members and my other close friends i was able to like you know build up that strength back up and like you know say okay god i'm willing to put my trust in you my faith in you and i know you can carry me through this you can't you can't say you have faith in God and not know yourself within him. Like I said before, when you asked me the previous question about, you know, like boundaries within like, you know, being in the world and being a church, you have to build a relationship with God and know God for yourself. Because I feel like it took me getting to know him and seeing that, oh, he really got me through any and everything like okay like i'm not in it by myself like and then when you're sitting there talking to god and they're like oh he's not listening because you can't see him physically listening to you talk to him but you know it took time and like it took me to have to like it took me building myself up to actually believe that someone was there listening to me listening to all the time i was crying at night listening to all the pain i was going through all the things that my mom was telling me having one person in this ear one person in this ear and not having a like a sense of 
um, with a sense of like consistency, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like a, a sense of balance. I didn't, I felt like I was just going through it, a constant battle within myself. But God got me through that. And like I said, it was that faith that I had, putting my trust in him and getting, my, getting to know myself in him and my relationship with him. Even when you cannot trace them, you can trust them. Taylor. Okay, um, mine is kind of like a testimony as well. It's kind of like real current now. So maybe about a year ago when I was, we was in 11th grade preparing for our senior year. And you know, we were looking at colleges and personal statements, you know, the whole shebang and whatnot. Um, I prayed a prayer because I told, I told God, I said, I don't want to go to school. And I will not go to school if it's not paid for because I refuse to come out of college with a bunch of debt and to get a degree that I don't even use. So I said, God, if I go, it has to be paid for. And, you know, sometimes you got to put a demand on God because, you know, he not, he's not slack concerning his promises. And, you know, he'll give you the desires of your heart. You know, I based my whole speech around that graduation. But so, yeah, that was my prayer. I said, I'm not going if it's not paid for. And then come around this time this year you know i ended up going to maya's church and her dad prophesied and it was like everything was connecting because it's crazy everything was connected if, if i talked about every detail we'll be all night but to make a long story short school ended up being paid for more than paid for actually like the little money from fast school i wouldn't even have to touch that that's how much he's blessed me for school so and that took a lot of faith because Whew, the application process is like dealing with the family in your ear. You sure this is where you want to go? Is this what God's telling you where you go? Is this God's will? Is this his perfect will, his permissive will? Like, you know, it, it took a lot. And I knew it was the right decision. Going here was the right decision because of all the pushback I was getting. Because if it was the, the wrong decision, it would have been so easy for me to be here. Like, nobody would be pushing against me. You want to go all the way to Florida? You want to go to school down there? So it took a lot of faith. You know, I had to stand firm in what I believed in and what I knew what God was putting on my heart. And it also took like faith in a way like hearing God for yourself. So like you saying, you have to have a relationship with him, know God for yourself, like everybody else was saying. And like Alloway was saying, it may not be just a voice in your head. It may be a feeling. You may get it reading the Bible. Like, it's different, it may be through other people. So you have to have faith and believe that when you get that feeling, you know that's from God. So yeah, it's my little testimony. Great, great. There may be someone listening who feels unloved. They feel like they don't matter. They are at the end of a road and they just want to throw in the towel and give up on life. What encouraging message would you all send to them on today? Can we first start off with Milena? So first I would have to say, and I heard a lady say it, um, her husband just passed away and she's been doing um, big things in the ministry. And one of the things she said was, you're not clean and you're clean and close. You're not dirty and distant. And um, many times whenever we start sinning or we're feeling lonely and all these different type of things, all of a sudden we feel dirty and distant from Jesus, but we're not. And um, we're actually close and clean to him. So Jesus loves you. He died for you before you even birthed. Um, you're worthy. You're beautiful. You're whole, and you're chosen. 
you're chosen. That's good. That's good. Raheem? Honestly, what I'll say to somebody right now, number one, I'm going to tell you right now, I love you. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what you've been through. I don't care what you did. I love you. I love you so much. And our father loves you so much. He loved you so much that, like Melania said, he sent his only son down here to die for all your sins that you already committed. What you have done, Jesus has already died for. He's washed you clean. Just come back to him. Never think that you're too far away because in the scripture it tells us the Lord is near the brokenhearted. If you're feeling broken, you feeling lonely, you feel like you have nowhere to turn, God is right there waiting for you with open arms. It says in Revelation, Jesus is knocking at the door of the hearts. You just got to let him in. He wants to be there for you, so allow God to be there for you. And we love you. I know everybody on this panel it feels the same exact way. We love you. And just keep going and don't give up because if you don't give up, you're going to reap an amazing harvest for sure. Um, I would say uh, it's, it's real connected. Everybody's saying the same thing. <laughs> but um, I would say don't get discouraged. Like God said that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. So when you're down and low, this is when God can show, show up for you the most. And some of my favorite scriptures that really got me through when I was down and when I was ready to give up was weeping man door for a night but joy comes. Don't ask me where it said. You got to look at that for yourself. But I can quote a scripture. And the other one was, um, for I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared oh, to yes. that shall be revealed unto us. And just know that it's, it won't always be like this. Jesus had to suffer on earth before he paid the price for our sins. So what makes you think we won't go through things as well? So hold on, you know, just hold on. That would be my take on that. Yes, hang on. Um, and my take on that, I just say never, never feel like you're unworthy of doing something that God said that you already can do. Because in the Bible says, in the Bible, it says that you can do all things through Christ. So never feel like you're too weak for anything. Never feel like you are too weak to get through a battle because God gives his you know, toughest battles to the strongest soldiers. You can do all things through Christ. And I just feel like you have to believe that for yourself. Um, you know, and don't beat yourself down when you make a mistake. Like, like, um, Raheem said, I think, you know, just bring your, give yourself back to him because you are already washed clean of all sins. And if I, if we can get up here and tell about all the, like say all the sins and list them out that we've all made as a whole, it would take probably a lifetime. So I just say, never feel like you're unworthy of forgiveness. Like, you know, just give, just give yourself grace. You have to give yourself grace and you have to learn that you're worthy of forgiveness, even from our father. So. Yes. Dalloway. I know it's already been said, but God loves you. And I think that's like, when you actually think about it, that's not too easy of a thing to wrap your mind around because to think about it, the God of the entire universe, the one who made every single thing, like the universe is a ridiculous size. No one can actually understand that size. And he made all that with a word. But at the same time, you, a single human on a very tiny planet in the vast cosmos, he loves you. And that, that's, that's just kind of crazy to think about it, because when God loves you, no other love can compare to that. The creator of every single human loves you. And I think 
that's just it's special it's special on a whole other level in a way that words can't describe he created us unique beings every single one of us as unique beings so that he could share with us a love that no other human well not no other human but we have we're, we have a special place in this heart and i think if you keep that in mind then it won't really matter if you don't feel loved at this moment because god loves you the creator of all things the one who's bigger than any of your problems bigger than anyone else who you think doesn't love you that god loves you and god's love is higher than any mountain it is deeper than any ocean and you must receive that love today and accept god's love he was even willing to go on calvary's cross to die for your sins well to die for all of our sins so that we may not only have life but we have life abundantly so now we can take our talents and gifts and activate them so that we can fully maximize our potential. My favorite Bible verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So don't give up now, don't give in, and don't throw in the towel. Taylor said, when you are down and low, do you know where to go? And I want to encourage each and every one of you to remind yourself of God's love and go to a place within yourself so that you can be empowered by reminding yourself that God loves you. The past is behind me and the future is before me. I hate we have to start to wrap up with one more question, uh, but why is it so important to activate our talents and gifts to maximize our potential? Please answer this question in 30 seconds. <laughs> I know it's challenging for some of you. Um, I'd like to start off. I recently just started to get involved in the um, prison worship in my church and the music ministry because my mom, she just put me, you know, and she just said, go ahead. But anyways, um, I just feel like you have to activate those things because like I said, it'll allow you to grow closer to God and build your relationship with him even more than you already do because every time I get on the stage and I sing and I minister through him and I speak, I speak the word, I speak God's word to his people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But every time, you know, I get up on stage and I minister, I feel closer to him. And it just meant every time I think about all the things that he has brought me through, like you start ministering and you start um, basically just speaking his word. And you just think about it like, God, you really are a great God. And I feel like it's important to activate those talents. And because he, he gives you those talents, he doesn't, he didn't give it to you just so you could sit on it and wait for somebody else to use them. Those are your talents. Those are your gifts. And he designed them uniquely to who you are. So I feel like it's important to do that because, like I said, one, you can build your relationship closer and stronger with him and also just minister the word to his people because when outsiders and non-believers see you doing it and they see all the things that he brought you through, then you can actually testify and show them, like, God did this, God did that, and it'll make them want to believe. It'll make them want to come to the church and his word yeah yes indeed i hate to cut us off but we have to wrap up now to everyone very quickly where can the listeners follow you all on social media and what can we expect from you in the coming months let's start off with taylor um it's on the screen right here um you can follow me on instagram 
at Taylor underscore M92 um, Facebook, Taylor Royster. I don't know my Snapchat name, but what can you expect from me next couple months? Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe I can display my gifts more often. Because I, I sing a little bit, just a little bit. I can play the keyboard, you know, I've been YouTube University teaching everything. So maybe displaying my talents. I actually like wanna do a video, but like you know, just stay tuned, I guess if you, you can say because I got a lot of ideas in my yes, head. Yes, y'all. <laughs> Raheem. Um well, it's kind of on the screen, both of them. What you can expect in the next couple of months, honestly, is just more, I want to say, like, just evangelizing more videos on my social media platforms. Just me trying to just reach and trying to grab more people and bring them to Christ and more YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel. It's just it's just my first and last name on the screen. But, yeah, go follow me. And if you need to talk or you need any prayer or anything, feel free to hit my DMs. Um I'm always open and I'm always, you know, me and my wife, we're always willing to help. So you guys can just hit me and let me know. And if you want to join a Bible study, we can do that for sure. But just stay tuned. Wonderful. Melena. Okay. So I have um, several different accounts. So my TikTok is Melena Anna Marie, and that is for my blog. And then my Instagram is Melena.am.a. And that is my personal Instagram. And then my Facebook is Melena Ammons, and then my blog Facebook is Like Me, Like Me Not. And um, I post probably once a week on my Like Me, Like Me Not, and um, I'm trying to get better about posting and with my TikToks and everything like that. But everything is real and raw. I'm a very open person. I'm an open book. And um, like I think his name's Rahim, whatever. I don't know how to say that. But um, I'm just growing his kingdom. Wonderful. LOA. I'm not really all that active on social media, but in the next few months, I'll certainly be quite busy, mainly just trying to stay afloat with uh, all the academic load that I'll be having. But um, I'll definitely look for ways to reach out to other people and preach the gospel. But uh, as for what you can expect, I don't really have a concrete answer. All right, Ramaya. Um, my Instagram is also on the screen. You can follow me at RamiahStarlet.2 underscores. And my Facebook is the same, RamiahStarlet, just RamiahStarlet. And my YouTube is also RamiahStarlet. All of my Instagram is, the, all of my social media is the same. Um, and in the next couple of months, you can just look forward to me posting more on YouTube. If you subscribe to my YouTube, you will see me doing more daily vlogs with me, you know, being school at school since I will be going to a free year HBCU, you know, university, and I look forward to like putting more out there, showing how I can be in church and also have fun because I am very lit. So yes, stay tuned, like everyone else said, and yeah, thank you for having me. Please follow all of them. Thank you, Taylor Royster, Ramaya Carter, uh, Malena Emmons, Raheem. I'm gonna get it right this time, Rizendine and Alawain Wilson for being guests on today. This has been an amazing episode despite all of the technical difficulties that we ran into. Thank you so much for listening to the Preferable Podcast. I am Jaden Watkins. If you haven't already, please subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you will be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to be a guest on the Preferable Podcast, sponsor an episode or advertise your business, email I am Jaden Watkins at gmail.com. 
Again, that email is I-A-M-J-A-Y-D-E-N-W-A-T-K-I-N-S at gmail.com. This is Season 3, Episode 21, You Matter. Activate your gifts to maximize your potential. I am your host, Janet Watkins, saying I will and never stop making this world more preferred.